0: Welcome to The Post-Up. This is your weekly NBA show coming at you from Gold Boys Sports Network, where three friends talk about everything going on in the association. I am Dylan coming at you uh, on this beautiful Sunday night, Um, and I'm joined by my good old boy Dolan how we doing on post-up Sunday happy
1: post-up day Uh, very excited this is our first episode featuring just two of us as Michael's taking the first week off in post-up history he's sitting in the Outer Banks in North Carolina uh, where it smells like shit and enjoying a vacation so uh, me and Dylan are gonna hold it down this week and uh, we're gonna have a good time
0: that's right he's living his best best life Sorry, I had a lisp there for a second. <laughs> living his best life, he'd send us a video about an hour ago of him taking a bath, watching the game. My man, what an asshole! I am uh, Dylan. You can follow me on Twitter at, at dilbon 0 uh, Go Celtics, right, Dylan?
1: No, 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 not, not quite.
0: And and uh,
1: yeah, that's not looking so hot for you right now. Uh, no, it's 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 quite funny to watch this game. So. Uh, when you guys listen to this obviously this will be tomorrow uh, but currently it is 9 45 p.m we are in the third quarter of the heat game and uh Caleb Martin who is arguably the greatest player of our generation what gracious. felt like a week ago um, it has zero points in like six minutes he had an illness so he was questionable to even play but he played he's six minutes in he has zero points and uh, that was the guy that torched the Celtics. So, uh, yeah. Dylan, how are you I feeling th- about uh, <clears throat> I tell you that what, game
0: seven loss? We, as the post up, have a lot of friends at the show. He is not one of them. Caleb, get that guy. Caleb Martin is not one of the friends of the post up. Get him out of here. I he is on the top of wow. my list. I don't know what I did to deserve this, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's I it's just... it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre because I kind of I went through a very similar thing after. You know it it felt like brown and tatum hit every damn shot uh you know every big shot in the in the sixer series and then to watch them against the heat where they you know they just suddenly couldn't hit the shots that i just watched them hit for seven games it's just it's uh infuriating i think is a good word to say for it
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um so last time we talked it was right before game seven so just to cover that celtics lost if you guys didn't see that headline um (laughs) But it's okay. I'm still alive. Um, and Dola and I and Michael are all just chilling, enjoying the finals with no obligation. No nuggets.
1: Go. Yeah, it's pretty stress free at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I am kind of cheering for the nuggets, although I don't really care. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see some fresh faces. Granted, Miami's been Absolutely. here uh just a few years ago. But um I wouldn't be excited to kind of see the start of the next great uh you know era, if you will, of a of a team. And not to say that the Nuggets will be that, but they can be that. It's hard but, to say. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I'm I'm just excited to uh you know, we spent a lot of time in between 2010 and 2020 with just the same teams going to the finals year after year. And while that was an absolute blast, don't get me wrong, I'm not crit- uh criticizing that era. Um, but it's also really nice to see a team. Obviously, you know, Nuggets have never been here, much less won it. So uh mm-hmm. it's cool to see them have a chance and uh, currently they're up five in the third quarter so uh, they could go up 2 we will find out here in next hour or so
0: yeah um <clears throat> let's just uh continue talking on the finals so jokic balled out game one easy yeah to say, right <laughs> yeah i'd say so I'm, I'm pretty comfortable saying that yes yeah and then the heat um i think one thing like i did not i would shamefully did not watch the second half I was just getting too mad watching the heat suck when they balled out the entire Celtic series so I just yeah. uh, it was kind of frustrating to watch so I fell asleep uh, right at the start at the halftime but um from what I saw the heat ended up trying to make it a game at the end so them writing writing some momentum seems like it's uh at least keeping this game close so yeah and if they could take one at home that's big because I mean one at Denver that's big because I mean heat have been balling on the road so
1: yeah absolutely um yeah you know no doubt about it uh the heat came out and felt like it just punched Denver in the mouth but Denver just I mean they never seem to get rattled or anything they just keep playing their game and they figured out uh they they, you know what feels like pretty easily overcame the deficit that they faced and you know have taken the lead and haven't surrendered it back it's now a three-point game which obviously you know anything can happen the rest of this way but um and they just look poised for the moment, even when I feel like Miami gave them their absolute best in like mm. the first quarter, uh, and it just didn't <clears> really <throat> seem to even bother them that much. So I don't know. Just it's easy to say this in uh, you know what in a one zero series, but uh, just feels like the talent deficit is is quite large. And Jimmy Butler is just not being aggressive. He took fourteen shots last game, I believe.
0: You uh, think he's healthy? He's,
1: no nah, not really. I'm, I'm sure he's not. I mean, his, his numbers significantly declined after he got hurt, so um, no, I, I'd imagine he is not healthy,
0: but yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say so too. I mean, I mean it's the, this team, the heat team has the least amount of talent out of the at least last few teams, like arguably the least amount of talent in the entire playoffs that made it, and they've just been winning off of will you know, eventually that's, you think, kind of wear off, right? Especially with the way the Nuggets have been playing. They've been playing as, like, the most talented team, so. Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. It, it'll be, uh, if if the Nuggets do end up pulling this out, you know, it'll be, uh, I mean, this shit was just memorable. I mean, this team is, uh, it, it's it's hard to say because on paper, you're you know, they don't look that great. And then, you know, you look back in 2020 in the bubble, and a fairly similar team that, to what they have now made the finals. So it's just like, you know, I can't, there's no fluke in this. But, yeah, you know, know when, when the season started, if you ever, if you told me that the Heat were going to be in this, I, you know, there's no way in hell I would have believed you. So Absolutely. shout out to the Heat, man. My goodness. I, I'm still in disbelief at what I've seen. Um, even if they were to go down, this is something I'll remember for a while.
0: Is Tyler Hero going to make an appearance in the finals? What do you think? He is, he's expected to play next game. That's going to be interesting i'm i'm I think it's gonna be interesting i'm 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 very glad
1: you brought that up uh what would how would you handle this if you're coach spo i have
0: you know i i was thinking about that too i think you gotta like bring him off the bench for sure i don't think you start him and i think you you put him in there with the bench lineup like when jimmy's not in there so I'm let him initiate a little bit of offense because he is very good at it you know he's good him and bam have a really good pick and roll yeah. um so I think you just kind of keep it simple. Don't push him. Like give him fifteen minutes, something like that. Um, and he can when their offense gets stagnant, he can initiate offense by himself. Whether that be shooting crazy shots or, um, <laughs> I mean, he he shoots some contested shots and hits. Yeah, them. he does. And he's, uh, he's
1: just one of those guys. He prefers almost feels like he prefers the hand in his face. Yeah,
0: and then he um obviously he can dish it to Bam to get some easy looks too. So I th- I'm interested to see how it looks, but you you don't want to rely on his offense. At least is like my thing because you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Yeah. After missing what? What has it been a month? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I don't remember the date. Um, I don't know when did the playoffs start. Beginning of May? April? Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. He got
1: hurt in what game? Two of the first round? Game one? Maybe even something I don't, like I, that. I don't, and it's I don't been remember. so long. That's crazy. It feels like just yesterday, but at the same time, it feels like so long ago. But yeah, uh, it, it it's hard to. It's a hard situation for Spo. I mean, one of your best players gets healthy. You can't not put him in the game in the finals, but at the same time, they've come this far uh, without him, and other guys yeah. have stepped up, and, uh, you know, guys are going to lose out their, you know, their roles. And granted, down 2 0, I mean, I guess what do you have to lose? I mean, what a spark yeah. he could provide for this team. If um, the Heat
0: pull this game out, I think they might have a decision to make to figure out how to play him, more or less.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure they, uh, I'm not sure if they go down 2-0 here that they have the room to be like uh, patient. I guess you know mm-hmm. they can't really just wean him back into the game. I think they, yeah. if, if then you know they could be in big trouble. They they might need to just start him and play him 36 minutes, 40 minutes. I don't I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. It's it's very tough to to say what what the right move is. But uh, down 2-0, what you know, what do you have to lose? Go get one of your best players on the floor, and uh, which is funny because a week ago I was kind of. I've been debating this for a while and you know, at first I was thinking I definitely wouldn't start him. Uh, second, I was thinking I might not even play him. And then now, uh, now that the, the possibility of being down O2 or yeah, O2 is here, then uh, it starts to become a much better idea, much, you know, a, a much more realistic idea that he just kind of goes out there and plays a lot of minutes and
0: gets a lot of opportunity. So uh, yeah. we'll see game three expected to play. Yeah. It's not, it's hard not to get, I mean, he's, Second leading score on the team, 20 point point score. Um, literally one man offense. So it's you definitely gotta give them something. Yeah. Especially if they go down 2-0. You're right, like you said. For sure. Um, what about um right before um transitioning onto, um something else? Right before game one of the finals, the commissioner came out and teased us about Ja. What was that about?
1: <laughs> Dude, what in what in the world is that? That's the most confusing thing. Uh, it just left us to wonder. So, I mean, obviously, he's not going to say that uh, uh, unless this is going to be a pretty severe. Suspension. It's got to be bad. It's got to be. Bad. Um, it's got to be bad. And they said it uncovered additional details, which you know, your mind can wander a thousand different directions with that. Who the hell knows what That means I have no clue. So, um, I, I, another thing I'm pretty excited about. You know, if this series ends 4-0, I, I, you know, I'll definitely go to sleep, kind of excited
0: to hear what the hell silver is uh is referencing here my question for you is why do you think the commissioner teased us with it like why not just like like what was his point or then if he's going to tease us why not just tell us like Dude, why not I, announce it
1: yeah i have no clue because he he did what he acted like he wanted to not do if that makes any sense like mm-hmm. he wanted to not distract these guys and then created a massive distraction uh uh weird weird stuff i so so odd. I, I'm not really sure what to think of that. But uh I would you know at this point I would have to guess he's suspended at least half the season, if not more than that. So yeah, that's what we'll I was see, thinking man. too.
0: Initially I was thought yeah, initially I thought it was gonna be like 30 game suspension max, but I mean the way the commissioner let it on uh definitely has us thinking otherwise. And if you're memphis and he does have a significant suspension because tyus jones is a free agent if i'm not mistaken right
1: he could be i don't know that for a fact but uh I, you know i'll take your word and i can look it up kind
0: of in the background while you're talking yeah i just think that it definitely affects your going into the season because i mean they're a legitimate contender with job playing is healthy you know you Absolutely. think they need to be right there in the mix and your best player misses even let's say he misses three quarters of the season it's like that's still massive it's going to affect the standings and it's pretty much like hard to be competitive for that long without the face of your franchise yeah yeah for sure he to be. yeah yeah he
1: was definitely i mean unquestioned uh face of the franchise tyus jones however is there for an additional year he's there for the right. 23 24 season free agent the following year so no, I'm uh on that. We, well, that, big that's- on them <laughs> big on them to to have that contract a uh, bargain contract at this point i mean uh two seasons ago or i guess a season ago signing him two years 26 or 27 million like something like that um yeah, that's that's a that's a hell of a contract and uh tyus will have his day i'm sure he'll get a starting gig um i mean i think he's definitely one of the best backups if not the best uh And now he will very likely get a chance to start long term here for maybe not long, long term, but you know what I mean? Uh, A very large portion of the season coming up. So, uh i think you know secretly tyus has to be pretty fucking excited he's got to be licking his chops because this is his contract year and then the guy that plays in front of him just suspended him he shot his own foot he suspended himself with this video so not literally he
0: he plays with guns but he didn't actually shoot himself in the foot he didn't plaxico (laughs) burst it okay yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point that's a good point i got to be careful with words but uh yeah, shout out Tyus Jones. That dude's about to get paid solely because Ja Morant can't put a gun away. All
0: right, let's take it this take even further. We don't have to go in super detail on this one, but I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Memphis was good without Ja. So let's say Ja's out majority of the season, and their offense is running smoother. Tyus Jones is—I mean, he's a more of a true point guard than Ja. I would say so. Yeah, and, and he can spread the floor better than Ja can. So in today's NBA, that's big. If let's say they are still top four in the West without jaw and they're looking solid. Tyus Jones steps up is with all of jaws off the court stuff. When do you consider potentially moving on from him? Is this something that Memphis does or you don't know?
1: I, I don't think that we're there just yet. He's still so young. He's obviously so good. Um, we've seen, I, I mean, many players, you know, I, I kind of like giving Josh some shit because, you know, it seems like such an easy thing to just prevent, but uh, many Absolutely. players have done many worse things and teams have stuck by their side. So um, I don't I, I think, you know, if a very similar incident happened, if we'll see. But if it happens a third time, then I think, you know, cutting him becomes like a serious possibility. But, in, you know, until that, you could just quote unquote send him to therapy or, you know, make whatever bullshit excuse you want for for supporting him. And that's fine. Uh, you know, he's your guy. Uh, you know by all means give him support and, and keep him around but uh yeah i i don't think i don't think we're quite there he's he's too good for that i think yeah. we still and, and and it seems it seems so odd because he took ownership it felt like uh you know he had interviews about this and then uh when they lost you know he was quick to blame himself and uh almost seemed like he was making some form of, of stride and um and maturing and stuff like that and then does does the second video which is awesome um but yeah i i can't say we're there what do you think about that though you think they were they're close to cutting them
0: i think there's a lot of variables um in that it's hard to say i think it depends on how they look you know if they have other play because dylan brooks is like on the verge of being an all-star so if let's say dylan brooks ends (laughs) up ball not dylan brooks i'm sorry excuse me desmond bain <laughs> my bad my bad I, thought, I, I just thought you were kidding <laughs> sorry nice. i was picturing desmond bain um, my bad uh desmond bain is on the verge of like that star thing um yeah that line so good. I th- he's Second good round pick. So Second round. i think i think that if he emerges and him and Jaron Jackson's offense, obviously Jaron Jackson's elite on defense and his offense stepped up. So I think if if Desmond Bain steps up and looks like he can be... Because you got to, like you said, me and you and um maybe not you, but Michael and I definitely talked about it. So you got to have a perimeter offensive player to be competitive in this league, in my opinion. You're not going to win with big men, except Jokic. He's an anomaly.
1: Um, <laughs> he must <laughs> <I say>. be. <laughs> but
0: he, he still has Murray. Like, I mean, Jokic has been the MVP the last two years and hasn't won. And then Murray ends up balling out being great. He's never been an all-star, but he's been playing like one of the playoffs and this is what's pushed him over the edge. So I think that if Bain can step up and be, I like, look it up. How many points did Bane average last year? Last this season? Two or 23. 20, I mean, that it was solid. Good, That's good. good That's amount. Right, it's right on the verge. So I think if he can step up and push that up to 26, 27 um, with Tyus 21.5. T- yeah yeah so if he with more looks you think with Jaw not playing Bain's going to get more looks if he yeah
1: yeah I mean, he probably averaged eighteen ish with John ja and probably twenty three twenty four without jaw he does have games where he you know he does go missing so he does. um you know it, it would be a huge responsibility to to throw him out expecting him to be the number one uh you know every game of of every season but um you know if Ja doesn't give you a choice, jaw doesn't give you a choice but Absolutely. um you know I, I I still think they stick with John. Ja.
0: Yeah, I, I if I was a betting man, which I am not, want to make that very clear to everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> but still, do the post up like We're we're gonna win always. But um, I do believe that Ja will be there. It's like I said, he's still very good and he's still young. So it's like not keeping this guy would be unless he's unless the suspension's really bad. And if they ever reveal what the more they uncovered, it being really bad then Maybe. we'll then we'll see what happens there but
1: that could be a game changer technically but
0: uh man that
1: that would be that would be crazy that would be absolutely insane
0: absolutely all righty before um i move on cuz we're going to do a small draft preview and talk about some of the new coaches hired before we do that Dolan i've got a surprise for you and all of our listeners have probably if they listened to last week's podcast been waiting on this uh last night i watched shooting stars the new lebron james movie really i did you ready for my uh professional review
1: well well hold on yeah i sort of am but at the same time you know no spoilers
0: no spoilers so lebron james uh he's a basketball player okay he's in the nba so i that's that's how it ends
1: good place to talk to uh talk about (laughs) this guy then
0: Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it honestly, it was a pretty good movie. It was better than I thought. I went into watching it with little, no expectations, and it exceeded those expectations. So um, I don't know how much of it is just theatrics or if that's fairly legitimate to what happened. But I did not know. Did you know LeBron James was suspended from playing basketball his senior year of high school? No, I did not know that. At least that's what happened. to me. I looked it up and he was. So he got... I don't really know if this is a spoiler or not, but um, potential spoiler for all your listeners. But he, uh, someone gave him like a signed jersey and he wasn't supposed to take it. But he's ah. 16 years old and didn't realize it. And it was a, he took a thing. And I'm just like, that blew my mind because this grown man is out here trying to ruin this 16 year old's life. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's fucking
1: absurd. Right. No, but that's crazy. No, I I actually did not know that, which is crazy
0: to think about. Considering how
1: much time I've wasted in my life thinking and and studying and reading about the NBA, I'd never right.
0: heard that. Yeah, that should be talked about more. Like the Cleveland Cavaliers, this guy hasn't played basketball. Didn't play basketball his senior year, and he used the overall num- number all the overall first overall pick. Wow, uh, first overall <laughs> pick. <laughs> first overall pick for this guy there who hasn't is. played, and he's seventeen years old when you draft him. Like that's absurd. Yeah, Obviously I mean, it worked out. It's a good call, but yeah, yeah, decent. Except call when there. he, except when he took his talent to South Beach and they burned his jerseys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Except for that, but yeah, uh that's super interesting. I, I need to check it out. What uh, is it on Netflix? It's on Peacock. Peacock. Okay, gotcha. Pe- Pe- Peacock, Peacock original. You can sponsor us, by the way.
0: Yeah, come on, Peacock. You are allowed to do that. But I would recommend it if you're a basketball fan. It was uh interesting, even if you're not. It was a it was a pretty good movie. I was again. Uh, It was better than I definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Two shakes. I will check it out. Your yeah, your homework is to watch it this week, and then you give your review next week. Okay. All right. I can get that done. Awesome. So on next week, I won't be here next week because it's my turn to take a beach trip, and I will be out next week. So uh, you guys will be stuck with Michael and Dolan.
1: Yeah, I got Uh, a bunch of flaky ass people to do this show with. (laughs) Everybody keeps dipping out on me, but you can you best believe I'm going to be here. At least until a couple weekends from then, when I probably take off. But <laughs> dedication, you, better, you bet your ass, I'll be here. Yeah, I'm That's deb- right. dedicated to this show. You guys are just
0: in and out. Yeah. All right. You got You want to talk about some uh, big coaches being hired? Yeah, man.
1: Monty uh, Michael will is actually looking like a like a smart guy, saying some saying some real things. Yeah, uh, absolutely. For, for once, and and you know he he shouted My out Monty to Detroit a while ago. So. Uh, good on him. Uh, that's a great pickup. There's such a nice young core to build around in Detroit for him to to coach. And I'm huge on Monty Williams, and I think I talked about it last week. But I'm i I'm a big Monty Williams guy. Uh, you know, he was an assistant coach for the Sixers, and I was I was pleading for them to just make him the head coach. Um, so big big hire. What a what a terrific hire for Detroit. I've I've uh very little doubt that that was the right move for them.
0: One thing that's interesting is he turned down an offer initially, right? And then they counter offered. They were determined to get this guy. Yeah. They were seventy two
1: million fucking that's dollars. That is unbelievable. I never <laughs> thought I'd see the day. That's for that's for a coach that just got fired like a couple weeks ago. And he's like, Yeah, here's seventy two million dollars. So like well, I wasn't gonna coach you guys, but now like, you know, and can't say no to that.
0: No disrespect to Money Williams, obviously, but he hasn't really done anything. He's coached some good teams, but that's it, right? I mean,
1: yeah, I I think when you just see clips of him, and obviously people in the NBA are actually around him, I think he just has a good presence, man. I think he he, does. I think he's just pretty damn clear. He's, he is a good coach, um, you know. And watching the the Phoenix uh, series, is, it, you know, it, it definitely did seem like he struggled, but. Um, it seemed like the first time in his career to me and I've, and I've been watching him for a while but it, it seemed like the first time in his career that he seemed kind of stumped by a team but you know, who hasn't been stumped by this Nuggets team yet but really um you know and trying to make it work with two superstars plus your injured point guard and a bunch of bench players that aren't very good at, you know he, he had a, a pretty tough job I, I suppose but uh I don't need to make too many excuses for him because we'll be hearing excuses when Detroit wins 19 games next year from Michael. So I'm going
0: to stop making excuses for him and uh, we'll we'll let Michael start to develop those. Yeah, that'll be Michael's thing for sure. I, uh, I mean, I think it's a good hire. It said it's it seems like a lot to pay somebody. Like I said, who I mean, obviously his reputation is great, but he did just get fired at the same time. So yeah. it's like <laughs> that's interesting. But you know, what? Uh, that's uh, that's what the Pistons do—is hire fire coaches. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no doubt. But yeah, but, um, and then
1: you look over to Philly and Nick fucking Nurse,
0: dude. I, Nick I mean, Nurse, I'm, dude. I'm thrilled about this. So I like so Nurse. Obviously, I hate him. About. I hate Nick Nurse. That's great. but I think he's a good coach. Then you'll uh, you'll like him even more in Philly. I'm sure. Do you um, remember went in the bubble when he stood on the corner and Tatum tried to pass him the ball? I hate that guy. Do you remember that? <laughs> Not really. They were playing the Raptors, and he, and it was in the playoffs, and he was standing right on the baseline in the corner, like as a player almost. Right? And Tatum tries to pass it to him. And they, I mean, dumb on Tatum to pass it to a coach, but why are you standing there, man? Come on,
1: nice you job, know what Nate. you're doing. Sounds like a nice play drawn up for Nick.
0: <laughs> Screw that guy. <laughs> but I do well, think he's awful. a good coach.
1: Yeah, it's good so, that you don't you dislike him, and then he comes to Philly, so that makes you feel even better about the hire. Uh, makes me feel like we're on we're on the right track. But, um, uh, I, I, I some interesting talks have come with this because, um, Brian windhorse said that Harden's just kind of playing mind games to an extent. He's just trying to get what he wants out of Philly, I suppose. Um, while Philly's like key beat writer said that you know Harden to Houston is pretty much already done. Uh, so it, you know it's it's really hard to know which one's correct, but. Um, you know, if you, if you do think that it is correct, that he is moving on, uh, some talks have opened up about, you know, potentially getting Fred van fleet. Now, I don't really know exactly how they pull this off. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend a little time here learning some, uh, uh, more about the new CBA rules as well as, you know, what, what kind of cap space everybody has. I know the Sixers don't have a, a whole hell of a lot, but you know, that's one of the things I'll focus on in the off season is, uh, how much cap space and, you know, who's possible for what teams, but. Uh, I don't know exactly how they'll pull it off, but that does excite me. I I think uh it, it feels pretty damn possible. Uh Fred was very, very complimentative of Nick Nurse and I, I know Nick Nurse liked having Fred as his point guard. So while it would be a very small backcourt between I was Tyrese just say that, and Fred, to say that. um I think that he almost makes our team work a little a little better because uh we had Harden who you know he would dribble the clock out anytime he could. Uh, I shouldn't say that. That's that's unfair. Harden was a good true point guard, but he also did a lot of ISO stuff. You know, really all any all all of his buckets came off ISO. You know, he never really caught and shot the ball or anything like that. So
0: except when some, he hit the game winner in this
1: against the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. And that's some shit. Uh but he was such a I, I hate to say it like this, but he was like a time waster on our offense. So like obviously. Kick it to Embiid as much as you possibly can, no matter who who's on the floor for the Sixers. Embiid gets that ball as much as possible, but from there, I like the thought of like it just being free moving. And Fred, now Fred will launch some threes, but I also think that uh, you know doubling down on Embiid, he'll be open way more you know, than he was in Toronto. So, uh, you know, shoot away. But at the same time, I think our offense would be much more free flowing with Fred at point guard because he sh- he shared primary facilitating with uh pascal siakam all these years so you know he's 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 not too yeah yeah exactly good call and and kyle lowry so he's not opposed to uh not you know he doesn't need to be the the primary uh you know such high usage point guard or anything like that you know he can play within the offense obviously you know he it doesn't stop him from being aggressive he'll still take his shots but um harden just there's so many possessions where uh, we were just left with shit shots because Harden had dribbled for 19 seconds before we really start started getting moving on our offense, and um, uh, man, I, I'm just so tired of seeing that, and I'm 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 a little worried that we bring him back, but uh, I don't know the the, the talks about Fred Van Fleet coming in have excited me a, a little bit and um, just kind of ready to move on past the James Harden era. So uh, hopefully, Nick Nurse will uh be on board with that not that it's his call at the end of the day but uh yeah i kind of want what nick nurse wants
0: rather than what james
1: harden wants at this point
0: i guess is what i'm getting at right so i've got a couple things you made a lot of points there and i've got a lot of points to go with it so you mentioned the cba i've been doing a lot of research on that and it is just put this way it's it's interesting um and a lot of teams like, so it affects the Celtics a lot. I'm not going to go into that. We can go into the off season, but it, the Celtics yeah. are going to be making some moves this offseason when you think they wouldn't, because they made so many moves to get this championship team, but they've got to clear some space because the CBA is really going to make things a lot harder for them. And it, the main teams that it really affects are the good teams. Um, that that's the main difference, but um, we'll get into that a lot more uh, in the off for sure. But James Harden, um, I don't think there's a chance he stays, and this is why his press conference or his interview or whatever after he scored 40 in game one was pretty much talking about how, yeah, I make sacrifices. Like, I can still do this. People talk like I can't do this. And then he didn't show up the rest of the series. I think he wants to go back to do that. I don't think he cares about winning anymore. I think he's realized that he's not going to win. He just wants to play basketball the way he wants to play basketball. And yeah, maybe. going to a bad team, it's going to at least sell tickets. like get him that he'll be an all-star still average 30 and 10 or something crazy yeah Uh, it's not gonna be fun basketball and it's not winning basketball um it's proven time and time again yeah i was just about to
1: say that exact quote yeah we've Mm -hmm. seen that time and time again james Harden basketball is just not winning basketball
0: on the fred van fleet take like i said that it will make your front court very small but when you have him be in the paint it's not a huge deal but i just like Van Fleet's good, and who are you going to give up? Tobias, obviously, right? Because is he? He's not a free agent, Fred Van Fleet, right?
1: I think he's restricted.
0: Okay, then I thought he just got a contract. Maybe I'm thinking of Siakam. Maybe Siakam's is the one who just got a contract. I swear, I thought he did. If y'all can sign him, that'd be great. But it all depends. You have to. You can have to clear up some space. That's for sure.
1: He has. A, he has a player option for this upcoming season, mm-hmm. so he could okay. opt out. And now that Nick has left. Maybe he will. So, yeah, uh, a, a possibility there. Uh, yeah, we would absolutely have to get rid of Tobias. And again, I'll I'll break this all down a little little further. Um, you know, this is an off season project to learn a little bit more about each team's cap and what they need absolutely. to do to to get X player. But um, man, that, that's exciting to even to even think of a possibility. But um, this next era of Sixers basketball will will be really intriguing because I I won't be that surprised if we can't pull something like that off because we're going to be tight man it's gonna you know we're bound to be really really tight uh money wise we don't have really any assets there's not many first round picks uh laying around i don't believe we even have a pick in this upcoming draft so didn't uh, you just
0: trade him for mcdaniels
1: yeah i think so who played like 30 minutes the entire postseason so just a complete waste of of space basically but I don't know. Just weird, weird stuff. Doc refused to play young, young players with potential. So, yeah, Yeah. just, but I mean, second round pick it, you know, you still make that trade. It's not like it was a bad move. It just, I guess, executed poorly afterwards.
0: Yep. Um, I'm sure everyone listening saw the big news, but Sam Cassell was hired by the Boston Celtics today. That's As an assistant assistant coach, and I love it. So the Celtics have been – I know not many people care about assistant coaches, but small little backstory: When Imei Doku got uh, suspended, Joe Mazula moved up to become the interim head coach. They never hired a replacement assistant for Joe. And then Damon Stoudemire left. Obviously, Will Hardy left too. And then all of Imei staff is leaving to go play yeah. with him, to coach with him in Houston. So it's like the Celtics are starting all over. So I think this offseason is massive for Joe Missoula because he's going to actually be able to coach his team now. It's going to be 100% his team. He has an offseason with his team because I think he was, became the interim head coach like three days before training camp started. Um, isn't that some shit? Isn't that crazy? So I think and the Celtics have been saying, Brad came out and said that um, they're going to get someone with experience behind Joe Missoula and I love Sam Cassell. In the last five years, has been interviewing for head coaching Joe's. He's it's only a matter of time but until he gets his head coaching position. I feel like, Um so I'm very excited. And he has NBA experience too, which Missoula doesn't have. So I think that's going to be like playing as a player. Yeah, um, but so. missoula
1: uh, Missoula was a, a terrific college player with a career average of four points a game. So he does right. have that, which is well, I mean four four more points than myself. So I was about uh, to say, I, dude,
0: <laughs> I'm I'm only joking. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I saw that I saw, it, and I was just so stoked. Sam Gassell, there was been rumors of them looking at him. There was rumors of them getting Frank Vogel, but he just got hired. Right. Yeah. Phoenix.
1: Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that some shit? We should probably uh, talk about that. (laughs) Ex Laker coach, uh, Frank Vogel gets, gets hired over. Yeah. I, I liked him, you know, dating back to the, the pacer days. So, um, i think it's a i think it's a pretty interesting move uh i don't know exactly if i love it um we've seen him in you know we've seen him coach okay teams to being good i guess but we've never really seen what he can do with a really good team and you know see if they can make it over that mark but um uh, you know they gave him a shot he's still he you know, won
0: a championship though with the Lakers
1: damn that's crazy
0: to think about yeah but i mean i take that with a grain of salt because it was still lebron james's team you know it's like it's hard to say that i i don't think he's that good of a coach i mean he got fired one season after he won the championship right or is yeah. it two seasons like, I think
1: something yeah it was something like that
0: it's just like i i don't think he's that good of a coach but it may be i think one thing when you're coaching a team like the Suns or even the Lakers back then, you have to deal with all those personalities because when you're a star in the NBA, you have some personality. So I think if you can manage that, I think that is a very important job of coaching. And that's one of the, that's why I started thinking Eric Spolcher was a good coach back when the big three days, because he did such a good job of doing that. Yeah. Um,
1: It's it's funny. I wanted to uh, critique him a a lot in that period of time. And then LeBron left. And then he went over to Cleveland, and David Blatt was the coach, and that's when it kind of started to hit me. It's like, oh shit, Spolster knew what the fuck he was doing. Obviously, now it's it's quite evident. But uh, you know, for when when the Heat era was just kind of beginning, there was a lot of questions r- about Spolster. and I was you know I was questioning him pretty heavily myself, which uh, you know obviously doesn't mean but so much. But uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of question marks, and he's just evolved into just a, a terrific coach.
0: Yeah, uh, he is a great coach. Um, I'm interested to see what the Vogel, what the Suns do. Like I said, I thought I thought they were going to go a different way, um, but I think, like I said, dealing with all those veterans, probably getting a more established coach is better than someone who hasn't been a head coach before. Yeah, looking at it that way. But yeah, um,
1: especially when you're that good. I mean, I guess I mean the Bucks went with a uh, Adrian Griffin, who I <laughs> believe has never been a head coach. So I mean, they they took know. a different route, which I don't I don't hate that. I, you know, a lot of guys get he assistant coach. I don't remember actually off the top of my head. Not sure. Should probably um, yeah, yeah, we should probably know that. That's all right. Um, I don't know a ton about Adrian Griffin technically, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see teams make that bold move and, and go in that direction. Uh, you know, it takes some balls to do that shit. And I'll tell you what, if Philly did that, uh, that would not have been good after like how poorly they looked when they lost. If the Sixers went out and signed some, you know, quote unquote, nobody, uh, that you know, at least that casual Philly fans know of, like that city would have rioted. So I think the Sixers were smart in that aspect. Like, we we better make a splash this head coaching move, and and they did, which is good. But uh, I'll be, I'm really excited to see what the Bucks can do with you know with a, a lesser name head coach, I guess, or just a guy with getting his first experience. You got you know you got to start somewhere. So uh, you know what better time than now? Um, then we'll get to see Frank Vogel, who's been uh recycled is pretty harsh but re, you know recycled through some some pretty decent teams uh you know the indiana team was obviously was was a real uh, you know a pretty good team and then the lakers uh they won so they were pretty damn good so um interesting they yeah they, they all seem to go in in different directions so uh we'll see how that works out
0: holy cow the heater winning yeah i know dude this is a seven point game wow i didn't even realize that that's massive
1: yeah jimmy's uh jimmy just hit a three and then he just got two free throws so uh we're cooking man this uh we might actually we're it almost felt like the series was over after one game but uh
0: potentially premature we'll see still six minutes left though so we'll see we'll um we'll keep you listeners updated even though while you're listening to this you probably already <laughs> know who wins yeah um i would imagine so Moving on. So we have less than a month till the NBA draft. So I think that the best way to cover the draft is we should just focus on picks, a few picks here and there. We will save. I think today we should just focus on the top three pick, which mainly yeah. means two and three, because um, yeah. we know what the first pick is. We can yeah. touch on it, but we will have, definitely have to save the fifth pick for Michael when he's here. So you guys can discuss discuss that next week. Sounds um, good. But So uh, Wimbanyana to the Spurs. Anything else you want to say about that?
1: what's left to be said. It's Uh, been talked
0: about it a lot already. Yeah. We've,
1: we've been hearing about it for a while and, uh, some unbelievable claims have been made about him. So, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, obviously a no brainer. Number one.
0: Yeah. All righty. Now where it gets, where the draft really begins. Is that too, there's been a, a lot of talk. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and people talking about it. Um, Charlotte with the second pick, you think they go, seems like it's either scoot or brandon miller right yeah i,
1: I think the, the the top 3 uh as much as i've read seem to be in a tier not necessarily by themselves but they you know they seem to be the pretty consensus top 3 here yeah, uh I, well i guess two, 2 and 3 so um pretty much anywhere i've looked mock drafts you know prospect profiles and stuff like that um they 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 seem to be almost definite 2 and 3 um, and i'm actually on board with uh take the best player available now i you know Absolutely. i can't sit here and say i've ta- i've watched a ton of scoop so um you know who am i to say but uh i think that i think charlotte needs to take scoop instead of Brandon. uh i mean that that his athleticism is just so so different man uh, we we haven't seen many many guys quite like this he, he's he's an incredible incredible prospect and uh, a lot of theorize that if he wasn't in the same draft as Wemby that you know he would be the massive yeah, easily absolutely. number one prospect so absolutely. um I I think I think Charlotte should go in that direction although I know that kind of uh messes with their with their backcourt but you know what was Melo doing obviously they want to build around him you know make him uh face to the franchise but you know he wasn't winning or anything like that like you, you don't not take the best player available for LaMelo in my opinion I agree we'll see i mean we'll see I, I also i mean i wouldn't be tremendously surprised if they if they took miller but uh, i personally think they should
0: go uh in scoots direction i think uh a couple of things to think about here what's bridges going to be you know so i think he's gonna play from everything i understand great question so um and he's a four three four um yeah for them and brandon miller's three i think Brandt, i think I said it's so hard to look at the worst few teams, like the few first, worst few picks all the way, like even from the, maybe not so much the Spurs, but it's like Charlotte, like a mellow ball was hurt so much. Like so many yeah. teams tanked. So their best players yeah. just didn't play. So you don't know what they look like when their best players actually play. they they might. fact. So it's so hard to take what you could see. I think Brandon Miller is more likely to make a difference right off the bat more so than Scoot. Um, I think Scoot, has more star potential for sure than Brandon Miller. I mean, I mean, they said, like you said, everyone has been saying he's, if it wasn't for Wimby, he would be like the best player coming out in a few years, for, for yeah. say. So, but at the same time, he is still, what is he, 6'2", six six, six Yeah, he's he's fairly undersized. He has so, you know,
1: jump shots, not great. So,
0: he also has some bust potential. Like I said, undersized and not a great shooter right now. So, it's, yeah. I think Miller is a safer pick, but it also, like you said, there's so many variables when it comes to what Charlotte's going to do, like with Bridges, if they want to move on from ball. Because, I mean, this they haven't signed ball yet, and this is his contract here, right? I think so. So maybe they go scoot and see what they get out of him, and then that will determine whether they want to sign ball or trade him at the deadline. Yeah. That's what I would do. Make me a GM. I got it.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: Um.
1: Have you have you heard about the Thompson twins though? Aman, mm-hmm. Aman and Assor, I believe. Assor, yeah. Uh, I th- these two I've are both like. projected top ten picks as twins. How fucking awesome is that? Yeah, that's awesome. I can't that's wait that, to see how that unravels. And and if you're the team that drafts, yeah, it seems like Amen is going to go first. I, I hope am. that's how you say it. Uh, it seems like he's going to go first between the two twins, but how cool would it be if the team that took him traded up and took his brother? And uh, I, you know, I've watched a good amount of YouTube clips about uh, with these guys. And, you know, how how fun would it be to build around these
0: two at the same time, twin brothers? So, uh, that, that it, is- it reminds me. Do you remember the Sedin twins for the Canucks? Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, you threw me yeah. off. Yeah, we're, yeah. Sorry. sorry, moving to hockey a little bit. talking hockey, for a Yeah, because
0: yeah. I think that's what they did. They because they traded up. They drafted Henrik, I think, and then Daniel said the other one.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Uh, good call look, up at you, look at you breaking out the hockey knowledge that's right dude i love it i had to sit here and think for a moment i was like hold on what the fuck is he talking yeah, about You said, I, I, was like, oh,
0: I played man. a lot of uh nhl the video game so i'm saying i pretty much just exclusively have watched Bruins games but then i played the game so there you go um moving on to portland i personally think they're going to trade the pick but it's still hard to say i mean i feel like that's not something we're gonna know until day of. That'll be a crazy day of trade. And the only yeah. person out there you think that would be the move is um, Siakam. Like, and I don't think them getting Siakam makes him that much better, personally.
1: Not really. I, I'm not sure he's worth the, the third overall pick. But I agree. You know, I can see from Dame's perspective slash front office perspective. You know, you don't really want to put so much of your sock into a, a you know a 19 year old to to hope that they develop quickly because. How much more time do they have? Uh, you know, tough to say. So, yeah, trading out of that spot definitely does seem like the the best move for them. Uh, you know, keep Dame, run it back. Uh, I mean, you can get something massive for the, the third pick. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, see, you know, go kick some tires around the league. Go see what you can pull off S- for this third pick.
0: Someone, a buddy of mine, mentioned to me. He said, "Anthony Simons in the third pick for Jalen Brown," and I'm just like, no. The last thing the Celtics need is another point guard.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys should bring in Scoot to the Brogdon, Smart, yeah, and white like, room.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> they would get Anthony Simons, and then if Charlie, you said, goes Miller, and they have Scoot, so it's like they have like a starting line of point guards. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like the Damian Lillard for Jalen Brown trade has been talked about a lot. Um, and I, if Portland did that, they would keep their pick. You know, see, I think that could be something potentially interesting. Um, I would be all for it. I don't want it to happen by any means, but if there was a trade out there for Jalen Brown, that still makes the Celtics win now, you know, and that's what the Celtics need to do. They're not gonna want to read, they're not, they don't want picks. It's the last thing they want is picks, they want a star. So if it seems like Portland seems like they are still, they still want Dame, rightfully so. He's seems like it great. Um, pretty good player and he's loyal i mean he seems like a stand-up guy he can rap you know what else do you want (laughs) in a basketball player (laughs) that's right that's right um but i i think i think the portland pick is very interesting i I mean obviously they're either i think miller makes a lot of sense there but let's say miller gets drafted by charlotte and scoots there it's like maybe that's when they look to move on from lillard and rebuild
1: yeah, then then their ass is on the clock quick, and you better yeah. figure something out very, very fast. So Brad Stevens will be there ready. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure if he so, will. I'm going to talk about the Celtics offseason briefly here. They will trade either Marcus Smart or Brogdon this offseason. Don't know which one, but one of them is gone. And Who do you I, prefer to be gone? I prefer Smart to be gone. I want Derek White to play point guard, have the ball in his hand more so. Um, yeah. And I, I like Brogdon still coming off the bench. I, and it's mainly just because I'm sick of the Margo Smart roller coaster that I've been watching <laughs> for nine seasons. Um, great defense, flops every chance he can. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, shoot shots. I tell you what I want. I, I want the Celtics to start Peyton Pritchard at point guard because he he's undersized, but he is a workhorse. And he can shoot threes, and that's what you want. Marcus Smart cannot knock down the three consistently. So if you put Peyton Pritchard, he's a forty percent three point shooter. Yeah, we uh, wow, we have a game. Yeah, yeah, we have
1: we have ourselves a game. There's one minute left in this uh, Heat in Denver game.
0: Uh, let's take a pause. So uh, producer Alex about to work his magic. We did pause for a little bit there to see some of this basketball game. So. Shout out producer Alex always has our back. Eye in the sky, baby. There you go. All righty, Dolan. You ready to do a little bit of this or that? Yeah, man. Let's get it going. You want me to go first? Or you can go first.
1: Yeah, you have two. I have one, so I'll you'll be my uh, the bread to my sandwich.
0: All right, let's do it. <laughs> I had <laughs> I me mean, I had to really think about that one for a second. You look stumped when I said that. I like this one a lot. Uh, I thought about this one the other day. Um, who would you rather have? on your roster right now jalen brunson or michael bridges
1: hmm tough 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 i like this a lot this is a really good one uh give me jalen brunson man this is this is not an easy question but i liked that i liked what i saw out of brunson in the playoffs not not to knock on bridges i mean he was he was he was really good and even in the games he struggled to score um uh we we officially have Miami win. Wow, they won game two. Good on them. Dang. Holy, holy shit. That's crazy. Good on Miami. Uh, they won game two. Um Brunson. Brunson. <laughs> Sorry. This that was intense to see. Uh yeah. So so Jalen Brunson was just so damn good in this postseason. And you know, he, he carried that team pretty much. Uh Randall was so spotty and uh, the whole postseason, basically his entire postseason career, um, I, I was very impressed by Bridges uh, this season. I, I, When they traded him, I had no idea that he was capable of doing what he ended up doing. Uh, so, you know, big tip of my cap to him, but I, I got to go Brunson, man. This, this dude looks like he could be a true number one scorer, whereas Michael Bridges was pushed into a number one role. And while I think he exceeded expectations, I'm still not sure that's the role for him where I feel like Brunson might be able to fill those shoes and pull it off. So I'm going to take Brunson, um, pretty comfortably, but it is a good debate.
0: I think that there's two things. Each player is elite at something. I think Jalen Brunson is just elite at being a leader. He's an elite leader. It's proven time and time again, um, or time and time happened twice, but he he's one of those players like he can will his team. He leads his team and he hits big shots when he needs to. But he is also a pretty weak defender. On Bridges is an elite defender. It's true. And very 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 true. I think that Brunson makes his team better. Bridges is not quite there yet where he is making his teammates and players better. Obviously he has so much potential to be there. I think I'm going to go Bridges. I think his ceiling is much okay. higher. I think his ceiling's much higher than what Brunson's is. And we only just had a taste of what bridges is, is a number one. And I, i he seems like someone who's kind of reminds me of like a Jalen Brown type where he's going to continue to work and continue to get better every single year in the league. Um, no, he's going to play too. Yeah. And yeah, and that, that's absolutely true. So I'm going to go bridges here. Like I said, I think right now Brunson is the better option, but I, I like bridges ceiling a lot better than Brunson. So I'll go bridges there. Yeah. Good deal. Um, I'm going to
1: change perspective a little bit for mine. I'm going to put you in the seat of a GM.
0: Um, I'm pretty much a GM already. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact. Ignore, you know, your Celtic fandom. Um, That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this, though. But if you're a GM and you got a a pretty decent team, you got a borderline, uh, you know, postseason team, but you're not like a guaranteed spot, who would you rather sign? Throw away any rumors that you've heard. James Harden? Or Kyrie Irving.
0: Oh, Lord. That's a good one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> wow. So, it's to me now that I'm thinking about it, it's pretty. I got to go Kyrie. At least he's a proven winner. Um, and I think that's, he obviously has some off the court stuff, but at least he, I don't know, it's so hard. i got it. I'm still going to go Kyrie, but I mean, he also can get suspended. <laughs> tweeting something ridiculous too so you never know what's going to happen there but I'm gonna give I think Kyrie's all his drama and stuff is behind him now giving him benefit of doubt on that I think he's yeah yeah we'll I, I'm hopefully he's done and just kind of shuts his mouth but we'll see um he's just a phenomenal best player obviously James Harden is too but James Harden has proven to not be a winner and Kyrie Irving hasn't proved to be a winner on his the best team but I think he's uh, I think he's more fit for it than James Harden is.
1: That's fair. Yeah, uh, the more I thought about this question, the more I I liked it as a question. I think it's a, uh, I think it puts you in, in a in a super yeah, interesting spot. Um, and, I, and I too, I I would prefer to disagree, but I just can't. Especially as a Sixer fan, uh, I I would love to disagree, but I'm going to go Kyrie with you. Um, I think the biggest concern, I think, I guess, the biggest counter argument is. Harden plays, at least. Uh we don't we don't really know what we're gonna get out of Kyrie, which is which is uh quite uh scary, of course, but um, you know, he's just so good, man. He's just so damn good. It's unbelievable to watch this man on the floor. Um I thought he did you know, he did okay with the Mavericks. They need a lot more time to gel. You know, we can't quite judge off of the 25 30 games that they played together. So um but I, I think uh you know, we've we've seen him win a ring and we've seen him hit huge shots to win that ring, whereas we've seen Harden ignore the rim in the fourth quarter of, of big games himself. So um I think that that that's kind of where you gotta draw the line, just say, Yeah, I, I I gotta go Kyrie, even though it's it's horrifying, but both are
0: horrifying options. You know, as as I was saying Kyrie Irving, I almost was like change, really started to change my mind there because of all of the like off-court stuff and then i started thinking about the celtics days when Kyrie irving was the best player on the team and could not win when it that, mattered being the best that's player
1: true. that is
0: true um but i I said i still gotta go i have a James Harden puts a bitter taste in my mouth um so does Kyrie irving so this is definitely a tough one yeah yeah no doubt um good one Alrighty, mine, I think actually my next one's probably on the service is pretty easy, but I think we probably wind up disagreeing. And I saved this one nice. specifically for Michael not being here. Um okay. because I know what his answer would be, and I don't want to hear it, frankly. Um which one of these franchises has a better future? Pistons or magic? Hmm. Hmm. And to, I wanted to make this known. I said this before Monty Williams was hired. I picked this as a thing, so I think that does okay. throw a little curveball in it. But uh, I still think bit. it's good.
1: Yeah, uh, that that one has me pondering for sure. Um, I'm going to go Magic, man. I, I think this team has, is like they're like ten deep of of legit um, prospects slash players. I mean, some of these guys are still so young; we don't know exactly what they'll develop into, but. Like even Franz Wagner has massive potential. His brother's pretty damn good uh, as a backup center. Wendell Carter Jr. at center is, uh, I think, you know, he he's a little inconsistent, but he's also, you know, he's not bad. He's a double-double machine. Um, I, I think he's a terrific player, obviously. is kind of the prize there. They still have Jalen Suggs, who was just a f- you know, fifth overall pick. And Markel Fultz, who, you know, this is kind of seemed like his first year where he was... I'll say "quote unquote" back. Um, You know, I still don't think he's what Philly thought they were drafting. uh, You know, at least with his level of play yet. But I mean, he played great this year. I mean, all things considered, he had a pretty uh, severe nerve issue and got through that. And I'm I'm happy for him. Um, He's he's, you know, going to be an awesome awesome piece for them. Obviously, behind them, they have Cole Anthony. Um, you know, the, the list goes on. This is this is a this is a deep team of young guys, and then they have Gary Harris, who uh, I'm sure will be shipped off at some point. But I, I still like them. He, you know, he keeps some kind of discipline on defense. He he can hit, knock down some shots. Uh, you know, a nice veteran presence. Um, believe they still have Jonathan Isaac. Uh, they don't yeah. have Bamba anymore, but they have Bol Bol. So there's just ball, so, ball. so yeah. much length. Potential. Yeah, there's so much length. There's so much versatility. Um, uh, so much youth they have their guy uh, you know they have they have their face for sure with with Banchero oh, Whereas, um you know we'll see with Detroit i mean you would like to say that Cade is that guy and he very well might be but i don't know if we know that the way we know that
0: Banchero uh, is so um
1: Orlando Magic
0: yeah um i just can't wait for Michael to listen to this and he hears yeah. both of us say magic cuz that's yeah, just yeah, right. i'm so excited about that uh, i mean I pretty much agree with you. I think that if we knew a little more what Cade was, then it would be hard. But I'm, obviously you said all this the entire Magic roster pretty much, so I'm not going to do that. Um, I, it comes down to last podcast I mentioned how I think Bancaro will be the best player out of the last five drafts, um, or at least best number one overall pick. And Cade was on that list. So it's like I think I like Bancaro. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. Go Duke, right, Nolan? No. I like what the magic's doing. I like Cole Anthony. I think he's got, I don't think he's going to be a star, but I think he's the literally perfect point guard off the bench, um, where it helps initiate offense and be that, that player you need off the bench. And I said, I like, I like where they're going. I think they have the eighth pick. Do you know?
1: I don't actually, I was thinking about that a second ago. I meant to look it up. I'll keep going. I got you.
0: Um, and then like I mentioned earlier on a different topic, but we don't, Know what the Pistons are because of their tanking, so it just makes yeah. it a little bit harder to gauge what their talent level is. Ivy look did look great, sixth pick, yeah. Orlando's oh. six, so they're right behind Detroit, oh, right. so they'll probably get one a- of the twins, yeah, perhaps, I guess. Very, possible. very possible. Um, but I do, I do, I say, I'm gonna go magic. I do like the um, I like Paolo a lot, like I said, he's potential is through the roof and i think he's just gonna i mentioned it i think he has potential to be a face of the nba not just of the franchise like of the nba so i like that's wild i like him a lot um and think like i said we don't know what the pistons are um that we saw like glances of some really good basketball and then they also only won what 19 games yeah yeah so, it was terrible when when your win starts with a one that's pretty bad when you're total so <laughs> Yeah, and,
1: and it's hard to bounce back after that, man. It's hard to develop that winning mentality. And uh yeah, been there seen that. I've watched yeah. ten win seasons, so you know, uh it, it's hard, man. It's very, very difficult to, to play that that way and, and try to suddenly turn it around. It's just it's it's definitely not that easy.
0: Yeah. I uh I agree. I, I fortunately have only watched winning basketball the last few years. So I don't really know. All right. Know. You
1: can shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have winning basketball right now. so
1: Somewhat. Somewhat. I've watched a few wins. That's about all I got. Regular season right. wins. True.
0: All right, man. You got anything else?
1: I think I am all
0: set. Quite the podcast. Missed you, Michael. Um, you can follow Michael at Carefree Willis on Twitter. Go tweet at him. Tell him how much he sucks for being at the beach and not being here. Amen. Uh, where can they find you at Don? At Ryan Props with Z at the end. With the Z, you can find me on Twitter at at 0 zero zero. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will. Well, I won't be here next week, but they yeah. will see you next week. There you go. Later.